Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, 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 won't you come out tonight? Well, baby, won't you Hey, everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Oh, boy, here we are one, once again, Sunday, 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 and my computer's making noises. Everything's just going. Do not disturb his on. <clears throat> All right, where is everybody? What? Bo's, Bo's here. Yep, Henry's napping. Yep. Uh, Matt and Dory are in Matt's office. That's true. Um, It's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've had like a real Sunday. What do you mean? Like a gotta run errands Sunday kind of thing. Yeah, yep. We had to do some stuff. Not really. I mean, yeah. Groceries, sure. Car washes. I washed the cars in the driveway. Yep. You know, a little pressure washer action. Foam cannon. Henry decided that the foam looked delicious, so we ate a handful of it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, 
It's very diluted soap. He's going to be fine. Hope so. He'll make it. Okay. Um, what else is happening here? I don't know. Well, he's napping, which oh. is bigger than what happened yesterday. Right. Yesterday, I took him for a drive in the morning. I was going to take him to a grocery store. Like, that was my plan. And then I was driving, and then I was like, I don't know. I don't know about taking him into a grocery store. I'm still overly cautious. I'm still as cautious as one should be. Perhaps more so. Anyway, so I just like, and then I was like, meh. I don't know. Because I'd feel real bad if somehow he got coronavirus and then I got coronavirus and then Dory got it and then Bo got it. We feel worse of all about Bo. And uh, yeah, so I just driving and then like he was having a a lovely time in the car. And then in the span of like, I don't know, a quarter of a mile, he fell asleep. (laughs) Just like dead asleep. Like (laughs) sleeping like an infant. Like just his arms were up in the air and he just was not having it. (laughs) Like I tried to wake him up. I I was like, Henry. And he didn't move. And then I reached in the back and I (laughs) shook him a little bit and he went like this. He went... Matt just made a face. He scrunched up his face, opened his eye real quick, saw what was happening, and then just was like, nope, back to sleep. (laughs) And then I had to, you know, I was like, oh, frick, I got to get him back to the house and uh, try to avoid this disastrous situation of he has decided to take a nap when it is not his nap time. And uh, hopefully he'll take a little bit of a nap a little bit later. Didn't happen. And uh, he spent, you know, the rest of his hours waking until we put him, Dory, Dory is like, bath is at five today. And I get in there and he's just in that manic, overtired baby mode yeah. where he's running back and forth. Yeah. Uh, Matt decided that he has an overtired baby mode too. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dory was like, he's going to get overtired and then. He won't be able to fall asleep. I was like, he gets really hyper when he gets overtired and then he won't be able to fall asleep. And I was like, oh, that must be what I do. So I have overtired baby mode. That's how I live most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been it's been quite a, it's been a good, it's been a week, you know. Yeah. So anyway, he was asleep at like 520 last night. Yes, he was. And uh, he slept pretty well through the evening. And then he had his classic, I'm a Henry and I'm tired today at his normal bedtime, nap time. So that's where he is right now. So he's napping. And then the next time you hear from us, we're going to probably do the first part of this podcast. And then we're going to live out the rest of our Sunday and then and then have do more podcast stuff. Yep. After so if you have any questions, write in right now. That's not how it works. <laughs> Honey, this isn't live. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how it works. Um, but yeah, it's been okay. Look, it was a long week. It was hot as heck. Really hot. Uh, I did a couple I did a couple of days shooting outside. Um, and it was, I would describe it as horribly brutal. I got that thing where like, I start to sweat into my eyes. Ugh. And... Then what just happens is I just get eye, you know, my eyes get super red and then like just I, you know, an amount of eye boogers, not normal. Yeah. And then people like, are you, do you have pink eye? Oh God. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm just sweating into my eyes. It's horribly hot. And everyone's like, you get, why do you have two shirts on? I'm like, 
I always dress in layers. What is wrong with you people? Anyway. Um, then once I got in the air conditioning of the car, I was just like, I cranked it, straightened my eyeballs, and drove home. Mm. And then Dory and I, we didn't even talk about it last week, but we, the Great British Bake Off is back. Oh, yeah, it's back, baby. So that, that time of year when Dory and I find a thing we both enjoy watching... Uh, two episodes in anybody's game right now. Yep. Some uh, questionable departure this week. Yeah. Week two. We won't. We won't spoil Don't anything. Don't want to spoil anything. But let, needless to say, I was like surprised. Even I was in the, too. Even even you know when Prue and Paul are like talking, they're like listing. Well, this is this person is uh near the bottom because of this, and this person has had these issues, and then you're like the. The choice is, it's a tough choice. And then I was like, well, based on what they said, it does not sound like a tough choice. No. And then all of a sudden, the other part, they send someone that I didn't expect to go home home. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Prue, Paul, what's going on? That's what I said. I don't know if it's that Matt character, you know, and his, 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 his dynamics with, uh, with Noel. I like their dynamic. Uh, yeah, but I just don't know what I just don't know what got into everybody this week. Right? Who who is that Matt character? Uh, Have you figured that out yet? I don't know. He's probably like on IQ or something. What's IQ? It's a British quiz show news. He's on a probably a topical British talk news show. Got it. I did think it was funny that one of the contestants didn't know who Noel was. Uh, right. Well, I mean, look, I don't know if they were watching the Mighty Boosh. Uh, like the rest of us. Uh, I'm going to find out his name. Okay, uh, please do that. Anyway, if you're not watching this season of Great British Bake Off, start watching it. Uh, yes, I, absolutely. I, it's, it's, it's the most calming and enjoyable time you'll ever have watching television. Something about the... Uh, about those... those, those They're those. Matt Lucas... There, Matt Luke. What are you talking Under, about? Oh, right there. Yeah. Yes. So, and there he is at a comic con. So, uh, he's Doctor Who, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, BBC sketch comedy series, Rock Profile. Oh, Little Britain, of course. Uh, he was in Bridesmaids. I don't remember that. So he's a sketch comedy guy. That's where most of these. Oh yes, I remember him. Yep, 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 yep. I remember him on Little Britain. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, it's, it's always an adjustment, you know? Ever since Mel and Sue, it's always been an adjustment for me. Yep, yep, yep. I miss Mel and Sue. Yeah. I like Noel quite a bit. I do too. And Noel. I think he's gotten more comfortable with the, with the job. Yes, and his tight, tight pants. Yes. <laughs> and his eyeliner. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I like his dynamic with with Matt. Yeah, I'm you know I'm still adjusting. I'm I'm adjusting to it. Okay, I'll let you all know as as we continue. There's only been 96 episodes. Really? Yeah, feels like there's been 900 episodes. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I'm confused as to how their quarantine situation works. But and also, uh, I would say chuffed that they got it done. Me too. Um, I'm impressed. 
I guess it's still good. I don't know. I don't. When was this filmed? I guess it aired already in the UK. No, it's airing. It's airing currently. Can, we're getting it a week later. We're getting it four days later. Okay. It airs. No, three days later. We're get, it airs Tuesday in the UK. We get it Friday. Okay, so that that's and then Dory and I we're watching it on Saturday evenings. Yes, that is the time that we watch. You it. know, we get a little pasta sisters, which is a restaurant out here, and then we'll watch a bake bakings. <laughs> Dory was like, Dory did something I never do. Everybody, she looked at the fees on Postmates, and she was like, "What is this fee?" I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, it's eighteen dollars. I'm like, it was an obscene service. It's probably fee. like I was like, and we have we have the free delivery. We have whatever it's called, Postmates Unlimited. Yes. So you have quote unquote free delivery, and then they tack on a fucking eighteen dollars service fee, and I was indignant. She was. I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, it's eighteen. I know it's a lot, but it's probably per item and. I was like, look, are you going to go get it? And she's like, yep. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was like, between, between the service fee and then the tip for the driver, yeah. I was like, that's like 40 bucks. For four pastas and a salad and a pie. Uh, yeah, like. Dory got, Dory got pie. In addition to, like, that's what I mean, it's like $40 on top of. Yeah. So, so I was like, I will drive to Pico and Wilton and pick this up. And I thought it was the one in Culver. You know, that's, I'm, I'm, I, I I live a Culver life. You know, Sony's out there. Everything's Culver-centric to me. I So, yes, that was... And then Dory did it, guys. She did it. I did it. She went out there. Everyone. And I was like, oh, we're going to have to move my cars. We're going to have to swap cars again because I have to leave so early on Monday morning. And I was like, oh, I'm on a hiatus week. Yep. I don't have to do anything until the table read at 3 o'clock in the yep. afternoon. Uh, so, we got good news. Dory picked it up. It was delicious. The end. <laughs> That's our pasta. That's our that's our Saturday evening. It's pretty exciting. Is anyone it else is, having a good Saturday? I gotta evening? say, it is very good pasta. It is. They ha- they seemingly make it fresh every day. Yeah, uh, which is handy. I still have we Dory and I still have not gone out to any sort of restaurant to eat. No, we have not. I mean, although I, I gotta say, driving home, there were a lot of restaurants with tables set up in parking lots. Yeah, I mean that's the move out here because uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, county it's still you still can only do outdoor dining yep and and uh, takeout um but we uh we have not we've not done the outdoor dining situation nor do i think i will anytime soon i say to myself shruggingly (laughs) do you anticipate it i don't wow uh dory and i we've got uh, we've got five years of marriage coming up everybody 10, 11, yeah. 15. If you want to play that on a roulette wheel like I always do, go for it. Um, Dory's edits are coming back for her book. That's true. She's got a big Monday ahead of her. Yep. Matt's got probably a table read, probably a production meeting, probably a tone meeting at some point in the week for 806 of the Goldbergs. Uh, we've shot five episodes That's already. amazing. We have had, uh, you know, there's 120 some odd people in the crew. Uh, we get tested three times a week. And uh, we've had one positive test, and it was a false positive. So, well done, everybody. Good job, everyone. Way to not go out to uh, super spreader events like Supreme Court nomination (laughs) things or whatever. (laughs) We're all steering clear of those super spreaders. Yep. (laughs) Um, And that's, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Nicole said something very funny to me this week. Okay. Nicole is a... 
lovely. She's our one of our ADs at work. Um, she's a, I, I consider her a friend outside of work. Um, but it's so funny. I was saying so. I said something. I was complaining about something. Classic me. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Well, we can get we can fix the, you know whatever we can blah blah blah." Like she's presented me with the solution to mm-hmm. the problem, and then I decided it was too much effort for the other person who would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Nah." all right and she's like you always do this i was like what she's like you always complain and then when i offer a solution you go that's ah, fine and i was like you sound just like dory shafrir the lady <laughs> <laughs> i it all like it you know it was really interesting to hear it coming out of someone else's mouth besides you oh really yes and then i was like and i really was thinking about it and i was like yeah i guess i do do that you know i do i know i do that here wasn't thinking about doing it at work (laughs) and i said to my therapist yesterday i was like you know and then i just uh he's like well why don't you want to i was like i think it's gonna be too much of a hassle and then he's like well why do you complain about it i was like because i want people to know that i don't care for it (laughs) interesting yeah so because it's always a problem that you need someone else like it's something yeah that you it's not can't something solve. i personally cannot solve right right right. yeah I it's see. always something i can't i can't do anything about mm. so and nicole being a fantastic ad and a future director take over the world type person she, she's like presenting me with solutions and i'm just like nah, it's too much effort for those people that would have to do the thing you know, I got to say, if you do want to be, you know, a showrunner or director or something, you're going to have to get more comfortable with getting people to do things. I just want to be loved. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do never, with I've it? never seen quite a shrug from my wife. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, you know how I'm always like, I don't let, you know, so I I go and I wait in line at the lunch with everybody else, you know, I'll be like 20th person in line and I'll wait. Most people who were doing my job would just have a PA get it for them. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't like to, I don't like to, I doesn't, I don't like to have people do things. I know. Yeah. And we've discussed this on the podcast many times over, but it's, it's an interesting sort of thing. And then. You know, my uh, therapist was talking to me a couple of weeks ago about how I need an assistant and how, like, I would I would have to, like, start to feel comfortable with someone doing something for me. And then I was like, I would have an assistant and I would just pay them and never have anything for them to do because I would feel bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're at over here. Well, at least you're recognizing the problem i'm a big problem recognizer (laughs) don't like solutions just like to recognize said problem (laughs) um yeah but look i'm really did you have like a moment of clarity when nicole said that to you uh i did i said to her i was like i was like wow yeah i was like you know dory says this to me all the time i really thought about it because when it's she weird. says it, it goes in one ear and out the other. But when you say it. Well, when Dory says it, I'm like, there goes Dory again. When another human being says it, I'm like, oh, another perspective. You also think I do the thing that I definitely do. Interesting. Um, but it's a, 
Yeah, it was funny to hear. And, and sort of like, I've been processing it for like five days. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Trying to sort of become aware of it. Or not, I mean, I've always been aware of it, but I'm right. really catching myself. Sort of now it's like in my head, I'm trying to go like, okay, do I want the solution if it's presented to me? Mm. Regardless of whether or not someone else is going to have to do more work. Mm. So then then I, then I have to really think about it. Mm-hmm. And then if I, if I decide yes, then I will go. Please do this thing. And how does that work out? Uh, I'll let you know. Okay. You, you haven't done it yet. Well, I mean, look, I did. I was talking. I was. We were doing a scene on the show. We do Smash Ball. The kid, the JTP, does Smash Ball, which is they go to the Wawa and take the uh, expired fruit and vegetables out of the dumpster, and they throw it and hit it with a baseball bat or mm. or a table leg or a tennis racket or whatever and uh i was looking at the prop cart and we didn't have a tennis racket there and i was just like sorry do we have a tennis racket around and we're on location and buddy who's a fucking great prop master on set prop master i was like he's like oh we can get one it's on the i think there's one on the truck he's like do you want it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something that you had to like really think about. Like, yeah, am I going to yeah. ask buddy before to I open my mouth? I was like, I'm going to think about this. I, pre- I bet it's on the truck. And we were also like, we were also close enough to the lot that it was like, if they had to go back to get it. Yeah. I was also okay with that. Okay. Cause we were going to use it on, in the, on the turnaround. So we weren't going to use it yet. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was Friday. So how did that feel when he, when he got it? Fine. It was great. I mean, look, that's, that, 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 I mean, that's just like a tiny example, but I suppose I normally would do that anyway. I don't know. I guess it's like, that's, that's a little different. Because I'm like, I, I, I have the solution already in my head and I know what's going to happen. Not when I'm like, mm. when it's a different kind of problem and then like the solution is all of a sudden two people have to do something and mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what's happening over here okay. this week. Let's all dive in. Think about that a little bit on this next, this little commercial break here. All right. I'm going to unpack that. All right. Okay. Everyone unpack that. We'll meet back here. All right. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like 
I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like well hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Hope you all unpacked what you needed to unpack. I did. Great. Yep. Uh, if you want to email us, you can. All you got to do is dial that sweet, sweet email numbers. <laughs> Matt and Dory Gmail or Dory Matt at Gmail. And if you want to call us, you can call us at our email. No. Right? 413. You can call us at 413-461-BABY, but you can also, you can call us at our email by emailing us a voice memo. Well, there you go. There's a way around any and everything. Yep. Uh, okay. So, let's see. Dory, you've sent me the, uh, you've sent me the, the rundowns. I did. And, you know, one uh, thing that I forgot to mention before the break mm-hmm. is I just wanted to... Because I filibustered? Mention... Um, Chrissy Teigen and how sad I was about her losing her baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is the situation when you live a public life and it's uh, admirable that she chose to. It's really admirable. uh, Publicly. And uh, our hearts go out to her. Yeah. And anyone who's gone through that. um, I think when someone like her speaks up and you know, takes people with her on the, with the, on the whole experience. It makes people feel a lot less alone who have gone through it. Yes. Which is why it's, uh, I think so admirable. Yeah. We shouldn't have to do that at all. No. And then like people were attacking her on social media and I was like, yeah. For what? Saying that like the photos she posted were too like posed or something. Like it was insane. Oh my God. It was so insane. I was like, Everyone. Everyone shut up. Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <sighs> You're welcome. Okay. okay. 
Oh, all right. Let's hear from some eggheads. Okay, let's hear from some eggheads. Okay, this first email is from Kate. Hi, Matt and Dory. Along with your amazing show, I've been listening to the podcast Creating a Family since moving on to IVF and now Donor Eggs. They have a wonderful episode in which they interview donor-conceived children. The episode is enlightening. We'll answer a number of great questions regarding donor-conceived adults. Here's the episode I'm specifically talking about. But there are other episodes regarding donor-conceived children you might find of interest. I will link to this in the show notes. Um, the spoiler alert, spoiler alert TLDR of it all is adolescents who were aware of their conception showed a clear understanding of it with the majority expressing a neutral or indifferent attitude. They did not differ in their psychological adjustment from those teens conceived via third-party conceived via third-party reproduction who had not been told or those teens conceived naturally. Hmm. Interesting. On a personal note, now that we've moved on to donor eggs, I can't stress enough how absolutely no different the process feels. I thought I would be upset when my husband's sperm was mixing with another woman's eggs, but nope. Those embryos are all mine, and I love them. It feels so right. In the end, our goal is to have a baby, and using donor eggs is the quickest, most cost-effective way to get there. The baby will be biologically mine and have a genetic connection to my husband. We will love this baby just as much as the child we have from a spontaneous pregnancy. He or she will be all ours. Best of luck. We're all rooting for you. Best, Kate. Um, Kate, thank you for emailing. Uh, and best of luck on your on your donor egg adventure, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. I was just distracted because Bo, you know, I said as soon as we're settled, yep. that's when he'll. And sure enough. He'll come pawn at the door. And guess what? We're reading Kate's email. She took the time out of her day, and Bo couldn't care less. Bo, very rude. Classic, Apologize classic, to Kate. Classic Bo. Um, yes. I'm confused about one part of this. What? The teens conceived via third-party reproduction who had not been told, or those teens conceived naturally. How could you test the teens who had not been told because presumably someone knows that they were conceived with donor eggs or sperm even if they don't know all right so it's like a triple blind yeah interesting okay unconfused thank you dory <laughs> you're welcome for clearing that up you're so welcome um no that that's that's really interesting and i mean this kind of echoes a lot of things i've heard from people who have used donor eggs donor sperm donor embryos um I think most of the apprehension I, and anxiety I, I, I comes... I like the idea of the you thinking you'd have pangs of jealousy about your husband's sperm commingling yeah. with another egg. <laughs> that is kind of funny uh, to me. What happened? What do you mean? We just sort of both went into like some sort of weird daze. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, yeah. So update everybody. Henry is, uh, Henry's in bed now. Yes, he is. We lived a whole. We lived a whole day. Uh, his nap ended up being two hours and some odd minutes. And um, had we been prepared, we probably could have done the podcast then. But you know, we're just living our lives, guys. Slow your rolls. Yeah, slow your rolls. Slow your bulky rolls. Were you challa? Good news, California wildfires shatter record. More than 4 million acres have burned in wildfires this year, surpassing 2018's record of 1.67. 
Yikes. Yeah. All right. Talk about a shattering. Um, all right. Let's move on. Yes, I'm here to move. Where do we need to go? We have a voice memo. Okay, let's from hear From Jacqueline. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name is Jacqueline, and I'm calling in from Toronto, Canada. Um, first off, I just wanted to say how much I love you guys and am so appreciative for the podcast. It has been such therapy for me um, as I have been binging through. I am almost caught up. Um, I started listening back in March just as coronavirus hit and we went into lockdown and our fertility clinic closed. Um, I'm so appreciative of you know, having the opportunity to learn about, you know, so many people's stories and experiences. And I feel that, you know, this has been so invaluable that I've, I've learned so much and feel so much more prepared, um, as we are about to start our first cycle, um, of IVF. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm calling in today also just to share my my story as it is, you know, a little bit unique in that we're not doing IVF for the main reason of, you know, an infertility diagnosis. We are proceeding with it for the main benefit of using pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. Um, we are looking to not pass on um a gene that my my husband was diagnosed with um, that unfortunately predisposes him to the development of certain tumors and cancers. So we feel so lucky that we even have this opportunity um, that we can have children without this really, really devastating condition. Um, if we were to attempt to conceive naturally, because the um, this is a, a g- genetically dominant condition, um, there would be about a 50% chance of inheritance. So that's where we are um, patiently waiting, you know, with us being from Ontario and living in Ontario, we um, are very, very lucky in that our first round of IVF is actually covered under our healthcare plan. Um, We did need to put our name down on a wait list. Um, And then, you know, as, you know, individual Um, fertility clinics receive a certain amount of funding per year they call up a certain number of people per month and those people are allowed to begin their cycle so that's been somewhat of a upsetting experience with coronavirus with our fertility clinic closing down for four months as you know our our expected start date has been pushed back you know four plus months um which is really hard for for you know everyone who's in this situation for whatever reason they require IVF any sort of fertility treatments, you know, for something that's so out of your control to just feel like this is even more out of your control is really hard. Um, But staying positive, using everything that I've learned in this podcast to help just sort of prepare me for moving forward, I 
I hope to be an overachiever and I hope that we will have success. Um, Thank you guys again so much for everything that you've done for this community. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys and I'm so happy to hear of your successes. Um, My husband, a 10 year old, lovely, sassy yellow lab, um, live all together in Midtown Toronto. Our square footage is only about a thousand square feet, but we do have a finished basement as well. And we are preparing for winter to come. So hopefully all continues to go well and we get to start our treatment soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Wait, you can have a basement in Midtown Toronto? I've never been to Toronto, so I don't know. I've been a bunch means. of times. Well, I guess you can. Could, could like, she have like a townhouse? Well, no, she could have like a house house. Oh, okay. Toronto's an interesting city. It's a great city, first of all. I would love to go. Uh, we should go. It's so hot here. We might as well go to Toronto. Okay. They won't um, let us dear in. Dear right Toronto, now. <laughs> please allow us in. Love us. me. Uh, overachiever. Never heard it. Me neither. Dislike the phrase. No, no, no. I don't look. Appreciate the voicemail. But the whoever invented the phrase, because I know it wasn't our caller. Was no, it probably wasn't. Um, Jacqueline, best Some of luck to you. Some message board somewhere. Yeah, and I'm I'm overachiever. I'm glad that you guys are finally able to start, and we wish you the best of luck. What about an underachiever? Like it's like I'm just confused. Okay, let's move it's on. Quite a it's quite a phrase. It is. I don't. I mean, I don't look. I, I like a, I like wordplay as much as the next person. Hang in there, honey. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> this next email is from Jess. Hi, Matt and Dory. I wrote in last week about my 25 weeker and you wondered how old he is for the first two years of their lives. Micro preemies have an actual age based on when they were born and an adjusted age based on their due date. The adjusted age is for milestones. My son is almost one, but he acts more like an eight month old, which is his adjusted age. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad she wrote back in. They didn't get the rest of the time to to, to cook. Right. Dory was right. We spent four and a half months in the NICU while he learned to breathe and eat. Luckily, we got out right before the pandemic hit. Besides glasses and a hearing aid in one ear, he's actually very healthy now. I'm wondering if we can get an update from the woman. Oh, my God. Babies and glasses are the cutest thing ever. From the woman who was potentially pregnant with twins after having the two C-section incisions. Sending the update signal. I also have two C-section incisions. I would like to consider getting pregnant again someday. Hmm. Thanks, Jess, in 2,000 square feet (laughs) in Minnesota with a husband, one-year-old, 25-weeker, and two-year-old Golden. And she included a picture of her very adorable child in very adorable glasses and a very adorable helmet. I literally was going to say also babies and helmets are cute. And he's rocking both the glasses. Oh, my God. Babies and glasses are so funny to me. And he's got two little teeth. Henry should have glasses. Even if he doesn't need them? Yeah, he's probably got pretty good vision. Yeah, probably decent. Um, Jess, thank you for the update and for adorable. including the adorable Wait, what's picture of your son. I feel like Henry had that onesie. Or like something very similar. It's like animals? Yeah. It's I like see. Safari animals or what something. What is up with that? 
What do you mean? Like the abundance of, of, of onesies that feature animals. It's a thing. But why? I don't know. I'm confused by it. I don't design onesies. No, but like it seems to be so prevalent and always has been. And it seems like it never will not be prevalent. Yeah, probably. Like lions and zebras and stuff. and Yeah. It all seems to be safari animals. Yeah. Who is designing these? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Going to play voice memo. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Lillian in Flagstaff, Arizona. And this message is in response to Heidi's email about possible grief support. Um, Heidi, I'm so sorry about the loss of your mother. And I'm so happy to hear that you have a healthy, happy science baby. I wrote in earlier this year uh, after the second trimester loss of my science baby and the support from the pod and the Facebook group has been overwhelming. And I wanted to share a resource that I recently found uh, after asking many, many people many, many questions. It's called Postpartum Support International. And don't be put off by postpartum in the title. This is an amazing or international organization that um, not only has helpful support on the phone line to be able to try and get you connected with um, others in your community groups uh, as well as counselors and therapists um, I finally after struggling to find a therapist who got what it what it meant to suffer infertility trauma and pregnancy loss, grief and trauma, as well as the loss of my father almost four years ago, um, I finally found somebody. And, and I had like eight different counselors who accepted my insurance to choose from. And that was just fantastic. So I urge you and any other listeners to go ahead and um, log on there, text or call the number uh, for support. They can help you. They can connect you up with somebody local if there are local groups. Um, and it's it's just really wonderful and valuable. Um, and I'm kind of shouting this from the rooftops because I find it ridiculous that nobody told me about this resource, that they didn't even know about it um, in my local community. So I just wanted to share that. Um, I hope that it <coughs> that it is helpful for somebody. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Thank you, Lillian. Lillian, uh, it is interesting. Like she had to go figure that out on her own. Yeah. <laughs> And sorry for your for your loss. I know that must have been really really tough. Um, but thank you for writing for writing for calling in and sharing that resource. Um, postpartum, postpartum international. international. So we have one more email about Heidi's email. Okay, it's from Sarah. Uh, my story is not exactly the same, but I went through and still go through similar feelings. My mom passed away from cancer when I was 12 years old due to my young age and the need for me to take on more responsibility to help my dad with my two younger brothers. I never fully processed and grieved her death. This made my major life events, college graduation, my wedding, going through infertility, then the birth of my two sons, especially emotional for me as it was a reminder that she wasn't there to share it with me and felt like a fresh wound every time. It's hard and it sucks. I know it's difficult with a new baby, but try to give yourself the time and space to feel what you're feeling and have a cry when you need it. If you or your partner feel like your sadness is outside of your control as you are still grieving, dealing with postpartum hormones and probably lack of sleep simultaneously, talk to your doctor or seek out support, a support group. 
I'm so sorry for your loss and I wish you all the best with your new family. Sincerely, Sarah from Massachusetts at 1600 square feet, two adults, two kids, and one grumpy old cat. I prefer that people who from Massachusetts tell us the town they're in. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank you, Sarah, for writing in. I'm sorry about the loss of your mom. That must have been especially tough at 12. Oof. Um, but I think this is really good advice to just give yourself this, this space and cry when you need to and just let yourself grieve. <sighs> All right, we have one more voicemail on this topic, and then we will move on. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jess. Um, I am calling to respond to the listener who uh, recently lost her mother before she had a baby. Um, I'm also the original caller that you referenced today um, who wrote to you in March of 2019 after my mother passed away in February. So um, I do want to say you know, all of Kate's advice is wonderful, and I do highly recommend her book, Dead Moms Club, because even though it wrecked me, um, it, 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 it hit everything that we were going through and was super helpful. Um, I don't have a child yet. Um, I'm currently 19 weeks pregnant with my science baby. Um, so my mom never got to know that uh, I had conceived. Um, but one of the last kind of lucid conversations that we had with her was to tell her that we had received a grant to do IVF. And so I know that she was really, really thrilled. Um, that being said, you know, for the caller, since my, you know, my, my sister's child was nine months old when my mom died, um, and she's since had another one. And so I've watched her kind of keep my, my mom's memory alive. Um, I will say that my nephew has a, a teddy bear made out of some of her clothes. Um, both of them do. But my older nephew calls it his Nana bear. Um, and it's, I don't know if it's cute or creepy, but my sister says sometimes when he's alone in his bedroom, he will talk to Nana and he'll talk to his Nana bear. Um, and so she says that's just kind of like a wonderful thing. And, and we do everything that she said. You know, we talk openly about her. Um, I never found a support group, so therapy helps. Um, and I would say the other thing that was always really helpful is, you know, even with family, I think at first we tried to, like, brush mom under the rug and not talk about it because it was painful. Um, you know, but there's been several times where my sister and my cousins and I have all just gone out and just openly admitted how much how much of a struggle it was, and, and that's always reassuring to know you know, that she's there and, and she's in our memory and it's also cheesy, but at the same time, it's, it's really accurate and just talking about her helps. Um, postpartum, my sister has said that she really has a lot of what we call mom moments and struggles a lot because, you know, she's not here. And I know that I go through it too, knowing that she's not here for any of this and that part sucks, but hang in there. It's awful, but you'll get through it. Um, I like the call back. Yeah. I like, the, first of all, I assume she stopped listening. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't contact her well, I'm like, no, they must have, they were like, I got what I needed. Peace. Or they're like, I got what but I this needed. this is the I'm week after. Keep listening. Yeah, exactly. She is still listening. Right on it. Yeah. She, well, she's 19 weeks pregnant. Congrats, Jess. Congratulations indeed. Um, wow. Thank you for calling back. We appreciate that. Nana bear. Nana bear. All right, we're going to take... Henry talks to animals in his room as well. Yes, he does. Um, his bear has become the favorite. Yeah. And it's just a bear. Where'd the bear come from? Um, I think it was a gift. Mm, somebody gave that bear to I, It might have been. I might have registered for it. I don't remember. Oh. 
I did put some stuffed animals. The specificity of registering for a particular bear. I did put some stuffed animals on on the registry, mm-hmm. but I think some people, I think someone might have given it to us. I don't. I don't remember. Dory still has a bear. I do still have a bear that and Henry. Henry will sometimes <laughs> borrow. It's very funny to bear nap. <laughs> and then he just wanders out holding both bears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. We're right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, we're back. Okay. Now, oh, I forgot that I could just look at the giant picture right here on my computer. Yes, I sent it to you. Of of Jess's baby with the adorable glasses and, and two helmet. teeth. I know, it's, <laughs> it's like a... It's a ridiculously uh, cute picture. Whoa. There's a Zumbo signal. There is a Zumbo later. signal. But first, Alex <laughs> would like to know if Matt's Tech Corner can make a recommendation. Matt's Tech Corner seemingly never closed. I'm looking for a microphone to record my cat's snoring and sleep sounds. Oh. It's very cute, and I feel the need to document it. The microphone built into my iPhone is not doing a very good job picking it up. There's a lot of extra static slash fuzzy sounds that make it hard to hear the snores. Thank you so much, Alex in Hillsboro, Oregon, in a thousand square foot apartment, two adult humans, and one cat. Uh, well, you know, Alex, I think like any sort of like that's Bo jingling through. He's, he's scratching. He's doing a Santa play. <laughs> um, uh, I think you know, like any like Tascam handheld recorder, you know, things like reporters use. I used to, you know, they used to be like little cassette things, but now they're all digital. Uh, that would be good. Um, what about one of those? Because you can't adjust the iPhone mic sensitivity. What about one of those mics that like plugs into the phone? I don't, I'm not big on, I'm not up on those. Mm. I don't know about those. Mm. I mean, I know of them. I don't know about them. Okay. Um, but I mean, if you really, how much do you want to document this? You know, because you could go nuts and get like, a Zoom H6n and get a get a Sure SM58 and a 57. Um, but I would, you know, I'd look at one of those Tascam digital recorders and then. I mean, as far as I mean, honestly, I would mic it. I'd honestly, I would do a SM58, which is like a good instrument recording mic. <laughs> You know, the flat one I have? Yeah. Instead of the ball at the top, flat? Yes. That's a 58. Oh, okay. No, this is a 58. This is a 58. I meant 57. Yeah. I get them confused. Sorry. The 57. SM57. It's $99. Something to plug into it and record with. You can get a Zoom H4n for 100 and some odd dollars. Um, And you can plug XLR right in there. So, look. If you want to hear your cat snoring... In, in high fidelity, that's the way to go. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Alex. Um, all right. The Zumbo Signal. All right, everybody. It's the Zumbo Signal. Hey, Matt and Dory. Can we please... 
please, please talk about Zumbo's Just Desserts. <laughs> I have been dying to get to the Zumbo portion of the podcast, but you guys keep teasing me and mentioning it. <laughs> Sorry. And <not> discussing it. <laughs> Personally, I think that Zumbo has the personality of a dead fish, and I'm like truly, truly amazed dead fish that they put enjoyable. him on TV. <laughs> and also, I think it's super weird in season one that like Gigi and Rachel do literally all of the work while he just stands there. <laughs> um, but that said, I definitely binged all of the episodes in about two days so i am super curious to hear your thoughts um and also i guess i'll just mention i i'm the person who brought up the four tendencies so matt your fellow obliger is uh-huh. here to say hi hello still not working out regularly i'm also obliging <laughs> um, and dory uh big forever 35 fan oh, i'm you. actually the listener who wrote in to hear for you to talk about listening during my first postpartum poop so uh thank nice. you for On being brand. here for me <laughs> in that moment uh anyway thank you guys for everything that you both do i'm sure you have plenty of days where recording yet another podcast you know is the last thing you want to do but i know we all appreciate um, all the time and energy that you put into this uh this is katie calling from vancouver washington in 1600 square feet with two cats a husband and a five and a half month old science baby with a truly wild head of hair it's oh wow yeah she didn't (laughs) oh and I have a crush on every boy. <laughs> Is that a home star? A little home star, actually. <laughs> uh, marzipan. Um, so, yeah, let's 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 think about this Zumbo. Okay, so we're not done with season two yet. We've been savoring it, you know. We have two more eps. Trickling it out. Uh, the Bake Off returning is, is throwing a wrench into our Zumboing. That's true. Uh, but, yeah. He is, he, I said to Dory the other day, I was like, he looks like a caricature. Um, like, he doesn't look like a real person. <laughs> he looks like someone on a beach boardwalk <laughs> drew your bald friend. Um, he needs also a like, mustache. Also, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> like, what I also, if you ever get a load of his shoes, he's always wearing, like, crazy Air Jordans or something. Oh. He seems to be into sneakers. Okay, he's a sneakerhead. Um, and also, I don't know that I've ever seen anything he's made and gone, I need to have that. That <laughs> looks amazing. It's always ridiculous looking. It's always way too complicated. Yeah. Unlike the first showstopper in this year's Bake Off, when everyone <laughs> had to make busts, cake <laughs> busts. Of a celebrity that inspired them? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. There was a Lupita Nyong'o. There was a uh, David Attenborough. There was a Freddie Mercury. There was a Freddie Mercury, <laughs> and none of them looked good. Charles I would, Darwin. I would, in fact, argue that all of them looked bad. It was quite possibly the worst <laughs> showstopper I've ever seen. Like, just in the aesthetics alone. It, it was like, it was as if they were doing Nailed It. Yeah, it kind of was. They were all trying to, I don't know, like, because you watch those, I guess the Food Network shows, those competitions, it's never one person. It's always a team. Mm, Like a cake boss kind of thing? Like a cake boss kind of thing, minus the horrible hand accident. Um, Oh, God. You didn't hear about cake boss? No. He got his hand like... He got. He's fine. His hands. Oh, okay. His hands fine. Let okay. me preface that so right. you can get because this is how Dory watches television. Thank you. So fast forward to <laughs> yeah. the end before she and can then hear <laughs> or watch the story. Yep. But he was uh, at a at a uh, I don't know bowling alley or something recently, and the 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 ball return machine. You know how it pushes like there's a there's a metal rod that pushes up 
yeah. to release to put the put the next yeah. ball. I don't know what he was doing with his hand in there. Yikes! But it went through his hand a couple of ah, times. Ah, uh, okay. Cake boss, he's fine. Okay, just calm right. down. He's okay. fine. He's gonna make it. Whew. He's gonna boss so many more cakes. Um, I actually, I I believe I've said this before, but I think Zumbo's. I think the show is quite enjoyable to watch. There's something... Oh, it's I, colorful. Yeah, it's very colorful. It's very like Willy Wonka. Whimsical. Whimsical. Um, the format of the show, I still find odd. It is very strange. You, get, you, you The bottom two... The bottom two... Go into Duke the Zumbo out. test. <laughs> so it's like, who's the best of the worst each week? Right. It's not like, who's the best? It's like, who's the, who sucks second most right it's very weird like and then so then you're stuck watching the two worst people that week instead of continuing to watch the best people who are just sitting there watching the worst people yeah you're watching the best people watch the worst people (laughs) it's like very strange it's really weird like as television it doesn't make sense why they would do it that way look instant hotel didn't make sense either but that was just a hoot that was truly enjoyable I miss Babe and Bondi. I do too. I, mean, I hope all their Airbnbs are going to be okay. Well, I think there's a lot of like uh, tourism like within Australia probably. Because no so. one can go anywhere. Right, right. That makes sense. You know? No one can go anywhere here either. I wonder how the and how the one in the desert with the flies is doing. Cooper Petey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always, I'm always talking about Cooper Petey. <laughs> Jason, our DP on on Goldberg's, is Australian, so we always are saying Cooper Pete. <laughs> and whenever it's, whenever we're on like a ter- at a terrible location, we're like, at least it's not Cooper Pete. <laughs> that place was cool in theory, but oh, the flies that's, were that's insane. The, thing. the heat and the flies. That's, I think it's a beautiful locale. <laughs> And it was the way it was like underground was cool. I thought yeah, beautiful locale, but the flies the fly, are and the, insane. And the way they sort of acted like the flies were no big deal. I was like, Whoa. yeah, it'd just be people talking and then flies flying on their mouths and just so tried to maintain disgusting. talking. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, I mean, does that count as a zumbo? It's a whole lot of. There you go, everyone. Australian reality TV. Yes. Um, all right, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I had to write in and say that every time Matt talked about the Zoom that y'all record on, I thought he was saying Zoom. Wow. Remember those Zooms that came out when the iPods came out? Totally thought that's what you were talking about. LOL, Kim. Um, we heard from someone who listens on a Zoom. Remember that? Yes, we did. It was very, it was very funny to me. Um, and I don't, look, the, the Zoom made an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. There you go. Thank you. Um, but I never had a Zune. Me neither. I was always an iPod person. And I never, um, I don't know, just so, it's such a weird thing. And now you think about it too. It's also like everyone streams everything. Yeah. But I still keep local, I, I still keep all of my songs and stuff on my phone locally. Oh. I don't stream it. Because the one time I got on an airplane and didn't have my my sounds, I was so sad. You know, there's a lot of zooms on eBay. Uh, looking, what's the price range? Like thirty to two hundred dollars. 
Yeah, so you can get an 80 gig one for 150. Remember the 100, you probably don't, but there was a 160 gig iPod. Uh, I bet, by the way, 160 gig iPod right now, I bet it's still very expensive. Well, the 120 gig Zune is $230. Yeah. Go look up, look up the 160 gig iPod. That was the last giant size iPod they made. Well, I can't, I don't have a space bar, so. Okay, go to iPod. Oh, it was right there. Oh, it was? iPod 16. Oh, oh yeah, well, oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, not bad. Two two thirty. Same as the Zune. It's crazy. Oh, here's one for one twenty five or best yeah, offer. And then there's two hundred dollars. So if you have one kicking around and you don't want it anymore, you can sell it. Does it work with iTunes? Current iTunes? No. <laughs> Great it question. Can't. I, can't. I can't imagine they still allow it to work, but maybe it does. So how would you even get music on it? I think you would just be getting music on it the way I don't know. That's a great question also. But, you know, it's the only thing that can hold a giant library. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure it's great for, like, local, you know, if you have, like, a Sonos system and you plug one thing into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. There you go. Our last email. I'm a little behind the last couple of months, but that last year I put this in my Google calendar to help you guys remember when people start asking for Matt's turkey recipe. This is that time, and I have tried to look it up, and I still I keep not finding it, so keep reminding, keep reminding. All right, thank you, everybody. Okay. Uh, speaking of reminders... You can support our podcast on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes every month at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. And a big old thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, and if you're at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month so we can say thank you. And there's a whole back catalog on there if you want more podcasts. There's so many. And a thank you to the following patrons. Jennifer H.S. Greg Watchworn. Caroline Land. Melody Baltazar. Andy James. Tyler Rosewood. Anonymous. Hillary Berry. Amanda Fujita. Diana Robinson. Sarah Friedman. Sarah Dauberman. Michael Roth. Megan K. Miller. Meredith, Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Let's Conan's mom. Lex, where you been? Jessica Manilovich. E. Fast. Cynthia Meisner. Mike Zydek. Catherine Linnae. Uh, Emily F. Fallon. Molly Schranz. Sadie Massa. Laura. Anonymous. Wolf Fox. Laura Madge. Nikki Maraca. Katie Heimer. Britt S. Baker. Jackie G. Paul Sharp. Nancy Powell. Uh, Patricia Faust Rezig. Jennifer Sika. Jesse Hendricks. Amanda Lady. And Liesel. 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 Thank you. Liesel. I always go Liesel. And then it's like, no, that's Liesel. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you to everyone uh, who continues to listen to the show. Even if uh, you already uh, think you got enough out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You learn new things every month. That's true. And week. Like, like. Overachiever. <laughs> Overachiever. And um, uh. yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.